the Giggles Grill out front, and that where they would have open mic nights, and uh, and so that's where I would I met Corey. I thought I was young, yeah, yeah, in my early twenties, and he's over here. Whoa. We got a teenager up here. Right. But because I started living like the road comic lifestyle at 16, by 20 years old, I was the most shot out looking motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Granted, I look way better now. I'm like one of the rare people that look better at 36 than I did at 24. (laughs) But like, dude, I like 16. All right. I'm doing comedy. Pills, booze, women. Not really. Like, that's what you think. But I can at least get the pills and the booze. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the X Five Podcast. I'm David Lonham, your host today. I'm joined by Jeff Allen, Bert Wallace, and Terry has worn this outfit. We must acknowledge it now because yes. he's worn it two weeks in a row. Terry, what is <laughs> T Rex Terry, baby? T Rex uh, Terry. This is Spencer, man. Did you make that? Did you buy it on Etsy or what? No, not Etsy. <laughs> we got it on Wish. Amazon. Amazon. Wish. Amazon. Wish. He's like Terry it. Rex from now Terry. on. <laughs> Cassio kids in the building, and one of Cassio's friends, he called him, mate, let me preface it, he called him <laughs> one of my best friends, and I've never met him in my entire life. Corey Forrester, everybody. I hate to preface hey. it. What's up, Stand everybody? Stand up comic, Corey Forrester. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, Cassio called me, and he's like, hey, we desperately need another white guy. Can you make <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, this means With a white- southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this many white people meeting together in a, in a small town like this really... Draws it's, eyeballs. It's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are y'all? Good, man. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you. Uh, we were talking about cults before we went live. Yeah. And we were talking about all, how crazy it is that on some of the... What was the show you were talking about? So there was... The one he brought up was The Mother God. Cult of the Mother God. And I just yeah. started that one, but the one that I've watched all of it was was Escaping Twin Flames, which was one of the most bizarre show. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Apparently, it was so crazy, they did another one, and it's on Amazon, where this dude's family is now talking shit about him. Well, uh, that's crazy. Have any of y'all seen it? I have no idea. No, I haven't seen that one. Let me get the gist. Uh, right. The gist basically is he says everyone has a twin flame, that's and right. that's who your soulmate is in life. Well, he can see who your twin flame is. Oh, that's... And only him. So you might join the cult, and he'll go, Jeff, I know you're married to Susan, but your twin flame's Terry Rex over here. <laughs> and also, right, I'm well, fucking I'm gonna Susan he... now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a commonality in <laughs> yeah. all these cults is they're banging your wife. That's convenient. Yeah, yeah. And so he has – that's his whole deal is everybody has a twin flame, and he is the only person who can see your twin flame. So flames. let me ask you this. what What's the name of the cult? Is it called the Twin, twin flame Flames? Cult? Yes. yes. So why is every cult the same in the instance to where the guy who runs it is fucking everybody? Well, I think that's why you start a cult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a you're, you're, laid, incel, you're not getting yeah, laid. Yeah, he's like, you know, I've tried fucking a lot of ladies the old-fashioned way, and it's not really going over. I think I'm going to need to trick them. And I am charming, so yeah. I do have that working for me. They all seem to be charming. 
And he then, said, you said this guy's not. He's a big dick. He was a huge dick. Yeah, it was weird because, again, like, you know, you see all this cult stuff. And, and as Cassio was saying out there, he's like, I feel like any of us eventually would be like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> but, like, you know, sometimes someone's super charming and, like, they're so charming you don't even know that you're in a cult until right. you're like, oh, my God, we're, you know. <laughs> Knee deep in this shit. Yeah, exactly. We all got black shoes and laying in a bunk bed. What the hell is going on? <laughs> but, like, but, like, this dude was the least charismatic, charming person. He was just a dick. And so, like... He was like, do y'all remember uh, the pickup artist? Remember that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. like, and their whole thing was like, you got to neg women. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you give them a backhanded compliment. You walk up and you're like, hey, your hair would be better if it was shorter. Can I buy you a drink? Well, this guy, <laughs> this guy takes it to like this whole other level where he's just like, what's up, you dumb, worthless bitches? Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Twin Flames. I'm Jeff. Uh, and Fucking I, Jeff. And I don't yep. know if it's just coincidentally, Sorry. he happens to attract women that they're like, I should be treated like garbage, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, man, but he's got that shit figured out. Dude, they've even got, he's got his own meal delivery service. What, what do you call? You, you, what, apple you sauce or what? Dude, so Twin Flames has their own like, uh, Hello Fresh type shit. What's meal delivery service. You can order from Twin Flames. Yes, because remember he was trying to fatten all them girls up, because you could tell early, it was like, all of a sudden his wife starts gaining weight, and you can tell something's popping off in him. Next thing you know, he's telling all the girls, he's like, hey, y'all should eat. You know what I mean? All this stuff. And me and my wife are watching it, and she goes, oh my God, he's fattening them up to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure he's, enough, yeah. They got a meal, so What's it called? Fat bitches on wheels. I think so. Well, yeah. Look, as long as long as he knows, we are taking sponsors right now. So if yeah, he really we'll, wants we'll take Twin Flames money. I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Promo code X five. Well, that, <laughs> that's the other part of cults is is like you always end up having to give all your money to the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's there's a like you think by now in life that people would figure that as as far back as cults go, like there's. Common denominators, like like you said, black shoes in a bunk bed. Right. Give all your money to the leader, and your leader, the leader gets to you know fuck all the women. Like you should, that should be like. Yeah, but he's seen good guys go down. He's he just yeah. I know, but that's that's the thing. You're watching crazy. You're watching this, and like you do assume you're like anybody that's in this cult is going to be someone with stinky long hair who you know they they, susceptible to their parents hated them. Yeah, Yeah, they they lived in a ditch for a couple weeks or something. But like some of these people are like. They look like the manager at a Verizon. You know what I mean? Like, well put together. Yeah, like talking, like the college educated. Yeah. But like for some reason, they were looking for something they couldn't find until this bitch came along. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's what's so crazy. You said somebody tried to get you to go by the Scientology building. You're like, Mm-mm. no, they've taken better men than me. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> they have. Like, I promise you, I ain't better than Tom Cruise. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I when I moved out there, when I the same deal that was like, that's the Scientology building. Mm-hmm. Hey man, it's a weird vibe. It's I, a I got weird nervous vibe. for no reason. Yeah, did there's you go an aura. In? Did you go in? No, I, I, because I was the same thing. I'm like, you walk around in there, you're not coming out. Mm-mm. But I, and I was like, it just gave me a nervous feeling for absolute. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was in my vehicle and was like, man, that's that's a weird vibe right yeah. there. So that we, is a weird vibe. So we did go into the one in New York City, right there in Midtown. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you something. They, it's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, it's like a timeshare thing. You're yeah, like, it's I'm like not getting out of this. Shit. It's like going into a car dealership. You're leaving with a new car. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. 
If, I said, if, I know me. I'm upside down in one right now. Right. So I know me. I'd be in Scientology real fast. <laughs> Have y'all ever taken one of those vacations where you got to sit through a timeshare yep. pitch? Yep. Dude, they all, they got me on my honeymoon. I had to go back after I left and got clear-headed and say, hey, why that up? Because they told you you have 24 hours. Wait, I, you signed up? I signed everything oh, in, in Honolulu, I mean, in Maui. And I had to go back the next day before I got on a plane to leave, and I was like, rip that shit up, man. I'm not so doing it. Listen to David. Them so, dumb son bitch. I mean, I got a time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we did one. We did. We actually did one. It was a free trip to uh, Orlando, and you got to go to Universal Studios, but part of that was you had to sit through one of those you know, timeshare yeah, yeah. shits. And so we sat through it, went through the whole tour, the property, that, and like I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. So once you say no a few times, they make you feel really shitty about saying no. They put you in another room that's smaller with less people, and then they come in there like, look, like, what the fuck, man? What's going on? You really let us down. <laughs> yeah, in you're, you, you, like, we spent all this money and did all this. Like, they try to guilt you into it, and then finally, when you say no to that, they take you out of that and they put you into another room, and finally. It was, it was like a $50,000 thing. And so finally it ended up, they were like, look, we just want you to buy something. Right. All we're asking is you buy something. I tell you what, we've got a deal. I'll give you $300 to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just let me out of this room. So they're like. I'd like to buy a key to that door right so now. We, <laughs> so we ended, up, we ended up spending like, I think it was like 800 bucks for like a four night, five day trip to whatever. <laughs> They got him. But they got me. They got they, they didn't get my 50 grand, but they got my 800 bucks. But here's what's best about it. You left thinking you won. Right. Yeah. And in their oh, head, yeah. they go, got that motherfucker for exactly. eight, son. That's all right. they yeah. wanted. Yeah. So is yeah. it normal to do this on your honeymoon? A timeshare? Yeah. Uh, they tried to pitch us on my, on my yeah. honeymoon. If you go to like a resort, yeah, well, they're going to start pitching nice you for stuff. What's yeah. crazy is I don't know how I got sucked into that because it was already paid for. So what my, the, my mom paid for the whole damn honeymoon. So what that's saying is is David would absolutely fall for a cult. Well, that, yeah, I'd like to think I wouldn't. Well, me too, <laughs> but I will say this uh, in Scientology's favor. Uh, you know, <laughs> mo- most of these cults, like we talk about, like you're giving them all their money and, and it's like, a, and then they make you live in this house and you, you can't fuck your wife anymore because he is and all that stuff. Scientology does have a couple interesting uh, sales that they make, especially like I'm a comedian and actor. Scientology, they will come to me and be like, it's true that you have to give me some of your money, but you'll also be in the next Mission Impossible movie. Right. And so, like, I see how they've got a couple people on that. You know what I mean? (laughs) I get it, you know. Well, they say say if you watch any of those, like you're talking about this Twin Flame, of course, there's a million documentaries out there about Scientology. Um, but if you listen to like Leah Remedy or some of mm-hmm. these that have been in it, they say that, you know, like people like Tom Cruise or like John Travolta that are really in it, in it, they, they don't believe any of this shit. Of it, it, the reason that they're in it is because of how well they're taken care of. Of course. Yeah. They have, they literally have people at their disposal 24 seven to do whatever you need them to do. Like Tom Cruise has got a guy that follows him around that does nothing, but just goes and gets him coffee when he wants it. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's in Scientology. <laughs> Have you heard John Mulaney's bit about when um, when uh, Rolling Stones are on Saturday Night Live? Not funny. <laughs> and, when he, and when he wants a Diet Coke, yeah, just that. Yeah. Every time, every time he would say Diet Coke, a dude would appear with Diet Coke. He goes, "I'm not trying to be an asshole celebrity, but." Once you see that happen a few times, you're like, I wish I had a fucking Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah. And he's pretty fucking badass. And he was like, I think Mick Jagger's been doing this so long that he genuinely believes that Diet Cokes appear out of thin air whenever he wants one. Everybody does it. In his head, everybody gets yeah, why that Why wouldn't same. they? Yeah. 
Of course they would. I mean, it's like that. We're talking about, you know, with, with Tom Cruise. They say that these people aren't allowed to even look him in his eyes. Yeah. Like, he just tells them what he wants, and they fucking do it. You don't question it. You just do it. You don't look at him. You don't talk to him. What he tells you to do, you go and do it. If he tells you to go wax his car and your underwear, you just you go do it. Well, yeah, he's got the highest thetan level, you dumbass. Right. Like, he's like a level, like a level 12. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you don't get no higher than that. Like, he's just one stop away from being on the spaceship with the frog with lizard. A, yeah, with <laughs> uh, Ron Hubbard. Lizard. What is it? Ron L. Hubbard? Is that L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he, so Ron L. Famous Hubbard. science yeah. fiction writer. Right. That's what's even funnier. <laughs> it's crazy. How do you not... Well, I mean, he's talking about they take you in spaceships that look like 1950 vehicles and they dump people into a volcano. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. But the thing is, it's so crazy about that Scientology is you don't learn all that shit first. Right. You have to pay thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars before you get the documentation that tells you all this shit. Guys, right. let's start a religion tomorrow. Or, hey, no taxes. I get it. You can learn about it, but you can also just watch the movie Battlefield Earth. That's you know true. what I mean? If yeah. you don't want to read the book. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've kind of always felt like you know, as a as a comedian, my job is to go up there and captivate a room of strangers and make them laugh. And I do feel like if you have the power to do that, if you can find it in yourself to be the biggest piece of shit on earth, you could probably start <laughs> a religion. Together, but that's right. the thing is like I have too much. You know, you have a moral integrity. Compass, right? Yeah, right. Like I can't do it. Yeah. I well, wish. You say a lot because I know Corey, and there ain't much of a moral compass. Right, yeah. but it's it's just enough to keep you on that piece. Of yeah, shit, exactly. Out of the piece of shit pile. Just pop it on the meter there. Just now look, me. you guys are different. You guys are indifferent because David is old and Corey's not. Right, and but David, he looks younger than is me. Is that the only and, thing separating? And us? David has abandoned the music life and has jumped headfirst full time. No safety net, stand-up comic. And on the other hand... With the family, by the way. Cor Real smart move. Family's really behind this idea. Corey's been doing stand-up <laughs> since he was 12. Yeah, right. When Have did you, you really? When did you really start doing it? I started it? at 16. 16 yeah. yeah, and I mean, I knew at five that I wanted to do it. Like, that was... So, it's not like at 16 I decided. It's that at 16 I was able to drive myself to the comedy club, you know, yeah. where I'd been wanting to go anyways. Uh, and yeah, also, you know, I'm a deeply broken person, you know. So <laughs> I was about to say, there's other stuff that comes with that. Yeah, for sure. But like, no, it was always like, I mean, I'll say when I was five, I actually, in my brain, I knew I wanted to do comedy, but I think for me, it was like, I want to do Saturday Night Live because that's like the type of stuff that I was watching. And also, I did not know until I saw Jeff Foxworthy that I was allowed to do stand-up. And that's, I know that sounds stupid, but it's because I'd watch Johnny Carson and Leno with Dad, and every single comedian, they would go, from New York or from L.A. And in my stupid kid brain, I was like, well, that's where those people are made. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. right. And then I see Foxworthy, who looks and sounds like my uncle, and I'll, I'm like, well, I'll be goddamn. And I was like, that, that's what I'm doing right there. Yeah. Did you ever get, have you ever done skit comedy? Yeah, for sure. I've done several sketches for uh, Comedy Central, and uh, me and the guys I tour with now, we used to do like a live sketch show where we would do like 10 minutes of stand-up up top, but then we would like come back together and do like, you know, our redneck Monty Python stuff. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm very interested in that world. It's just, uh, it's harder to get keep those wheels in motion. Like stand-up something like I can do it every night with the sketches. It's like, all right, we got to have a camera and... Uh, we got to work together, uh, you know that. Yeah, you know, that ain't it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm super interested in all that stuff. So Corey was—he's uh, from the Chattanooga area, and yeah. uh, Chatt Comedy Catch Chattanooga was one of the first uh, 
comedy clubs that I would start working on the road regularly since, you know, I was in Alabama and that was one of the close ones you could go, Hey, let me go do open mics here. Let me go do their contests here. And that's how you, you quickest way to get in with the club is let me just show up. And if you annoy them, yeah, keep showing up. They're going to at least go, I'm going to give you a shot. So you can either eat your own dick or you can, right. I got somebody. Yeah, Yeah. Right. And, uh, so I and would, he had to eat his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> Very tough. I was much thinner. Uh, and uh, and so I would be either emceeing or featuring over in the room. And then they had the Giggles Grill out front, and they, where they would have open mic nights. And uh, and so that's where I would I met Corey because you you know somebody that young you're like damn that's some bitches I thought I was young yeah yeah in my early twenties and he's over here whoa. We got a teenager up here. And right, but because I started living like the road comic lifestyle at 16, by 20 years old, I was the most shot out looking motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Like, I ate, dude, like Trey tells this story all the time. Like, when he, when we, me and Trey met, Trey Crowder, I tour with, um, and we've been touring together for eight years. We've been riding together for 12. Well, when he met me, I'd been doing stand up for like quite a while. And, in his brain, he thought that I was a 48-year-old road oh dog, God. right? And he he tells me, he goes, the, he goes, I'm not kidding. The day that I found out that I'm two years older than you is the most blown away I've ever been in my life. Now, granted, I look way better now. I'm like one of the rare people that look better at 36 than I did at 24. But like, dude, I like 16. All right, I'm doing comedy. Pills, booze. Women, not really. Like oh. that's what you think, but I can at least get the pills and the booze. Yeah, I got all that out of my system in the band band days for sure. So I'm like laser focused on comedy. Yeah, well, now. the road, the comic road. I mean, you don't have you don't have at least your band guys to rely on. You are just out there, lonely solo, shit. Yeah. driving the roads, and it's just an awful deal. And just a few years ago, we were out in Vegas, and I celebrated my 40th. And Corey's like. Wait, you're turning 40? And I go, yeah. He's like, but I got to call some people. You're doing better than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like 27. Like oh, yeah, you told me that story. <laughs> he's I thought you were 27. I got friends to call. They're going to be amazed how good you look. <laughs> and I meant that. Yeah, I, I know. You got on the phone in yeah. front of me. People were going, no shit. He's 40? <laughs> Uh, we started so long. We got to tell, we got a bunch of stories we can get into, but we, I want to start with the, with Harvey's, uh, place in, is that Jackson? It was Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. And I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, it was a great club. I loved it. I mean, it was like every real comic would probably be like, oh, that dump. But like, because me and you at the time, (laughs) it was the only place that would let us do anything. We were like, this place is wonderful. Travel and have a gig. That's right. And uh, yeah, man, so Harvey's was definitely the first place that let me like do an hour. And I remember the, I think the first time I went was you brought me to feature, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I got in with him. And so I'm featuring means uh, I'm opening for him in case people listening don't know comic shit. MC opens up, does a few minutes, brings all the other comics, kind of steers the show. Feature gets their own 20, 25, maybe 30. Uh, and then the headliner comes out after that. And the feature is a really, it's the, probably the sweetest spot on the oh, bill yeah. because You're, nothing's you expected. Out, no, yeah. yeah. You, nobody knows your name. Nobody's there for you. 
MC, you've got to get the crowd sit down. You've got announcements. We got drink specials. You got to memorize the intros. You're coming up the whole, like, you got to be engaged in the show. Dude, if you've MC'd for a long time, which, like, is the hardest spot, if you've done that for a long time, when you get to featuring, it's oh. literally cruise control. You're like, wait, this, I could have been doing this. This is amazing. But, dude, he's so, he's pumped because, you know, he's headlining a room. I'm pumped because I'm featuring on the road. We get there and, like, you know, First off, I need to say, I mean, it was like a six and a half hour drive for me. I'm making, I think, exchange rate inflation forty two dollars. Uh, you know, for the cash, weekend. cash, cash, cash. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot to say that so, off the record, off and, the book. And he ain't making much more. And we're there, we're there for two nights, and we're celebrating our success. I mean, we're really on the come up. If it we, ends that night, you we, fucking made. Yeah. That's it. We're on the marquee. Oh, it's a room attached to, to an Italian a, restaurant. Yeah, but we're on. On the marquee, by God. Yeah. And so we go out the first night to celebrate, blow every single dollar we'd already made. We're still there another night. And one of the one of the deals that you get at the club, they're like, it's true, we're paying you $42. But uh, what we offer is, here's a, here's a wristband. And we're like, what's this for? And they go, well, after the show, we have a partnership <laughs> with this club down here called Desperados, was it? So. Something so. like that. And it's like a nightclub, right? And... I know how this is going to sound, but it's sort of segregated. Uh, they don't like <laughs> they they don't say white people here and black people here, but on one side Land, is, line dancing. Yeah, on yeah. one yeah, it's like line dancing. On the other side Mechanical is bowl, like country line dancing, and on the other side is like club music and shit. Yes. And so you know where we went and uh, <laughs> the club side, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, as far as we went to the mechanical bull side and went lame, absolutely, real bad. <laughs> And we come back out, walk back to the nightclub side, and we're like, okay, this is our jam. Let's get some drinks, man. This is just, we're having fun being comics on the road. And I'm talking about... By the way, in our minds, we're like, there's going to be women here that were at the show <laughs> that saw us. You know what I mean? And hey. Like <laughs> Hey, guess what? There was. Yep. Oh, was it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm telling you, we were living the dream. The dream. <laughs> In Jackson, Tennessee. Yes. Couldn't tell us nothing. And then, uh, so yeah. We're we, dancing with them. We're dancing with these girls. Like They've five of them. Yeah, and, and we're having, the, well, your show was great. Oh, my God. Hey, touchy. Oh, hey. yeah. Are well, y'all looking at each other going, we're doing yes, this shit forever, yes, it was dude, like, forever. Hey, not at the Roxbury they're shit. They're like, oh, y'all drinking? We're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we want so-and-so. And then we're like. Oh, oh, we're buying them shots. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> get shots. We're buying. For, now, again, we've, we've already spent every dime we've met. We're in the hole. Yeah, we, we are now paying <laughs> to be doing stand-up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and again, like, it's not just dancing. I mean, they're complimenting our act. They're touchy. And me and him both looked like shit. <laughs> this should not have been happening. In but, hindsight, but, you knew they were fucking hey, playing. But, by the way, this is how you get in a cult. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know, every now and then, like a woman will go after a dude who's just funny. It's yeah. happened before. Well, so they've all got their shoes off, by the way. They're dancing with their shoes off because for some reason, uh, every now and then, women, instead of wearing shoes that you could dance in, they choose to wear shoes that you can barely walk in and instead take them off and put their feet on the Dance stickiest floor, floor you've ever, yeah, like y'all, you've been to concerts. They I do know the same thing. they do it. At, they doing it last night yeah. on our show last night. Yeah. So we are dancing with them. This is going great. Oh my god, we're buying them some more drinks. Next thing we know, we're we walk up with all these tequila shots, like the most expensive ones. We're super pumped, 
and they get over there and they go, hey, we wanted you to meet our boyfriends. Oh. Right? Oh. Who? Who wah, one wah, of the wah. drinks was for, and we didn't even know that. Oh, you're I, I dead. Thanks, Block, and starts passing out the shots we brought back. Now, now, like, now not only are you paying to do comedy, you're paying to get these girls yeah. intoxicated to yeah. fuck their boyfriend. Let me, let me tell you the yeah. first thing that I would have done. Knocked every fucking one of those drinks off into the floor and said, fuck this. Well, I hear you, but that would have been a bad investment. I, you know, I, it was so already a bad investment. You're going to do it, hoping they'll break up with one of them, maybe. And me and Cassio had been friends at this point for, you know, a while. And, you know, comics have this, like, it's sort of this, like, unspoken language where we just kind of know what we're thinking at all times. And as soon as that happened, I look over at Cassio. He looks at me. And neither one of us said a word, but both of us knew exactly what the other was thinking, and that was, we're taking these bitches' shoes. And we did. We stole their shoes. We took six pair of shoes off the table because we had a booth, and they were all to pile them up. So now they're out dancing, all of their fucking drinks that we just bought, and we just looked at each other and went, Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we each had we each had three right. pair of shoes, high heels, boots, everything. And we just walk. We walk. Hey, we're walking. The club doesn't to, stop you with hey, girls. Hell no. Good, good to see you guys. Thanks yep. for coming. Right. See you, bud. <laughs> yeah. And, we just, ah. <laughs> and so once we get out normal, we we walk back to our hotel and we're like laughing at first and we're like, what are we gonna fucking do with all the shoes? <laughs> so we walk down the hotel. And every other door, we would just put hang a shoe off of. Yeah, and just wait a couple. Of, and so it's one someone of looked at that. They got there when they were like, a serial killer has been here. <laughs> there are dead women Marcus, in here. Yeah, yeah. So every other door had a random shoe on it the next morning at Jackson, Tennessee. You should have right. tried to sell the fuckers to get your money back. We should have. And it was just the thrill of. Oh, that that, that would have made so us excited. smart. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been so exciting. And, and now I, I hope there's somewhere in like, did they know it was us? Right. They're like them fucking comedians. Yeah. yeah. Like, are they going back to Harvey's every month? You know they went to security name? and were like, which one of you shit had security guards? Dude, ah. I've never even really considered that. But like, I definitely now, it's well, this podcast is going to be out there. Like, yeah. I hope this reaches them. <laughs> like, I, hope, greater. I hope this reaches them. Because like, you know, it's water under the bridge now. And yeah. But first off, like, if they listen to this back, all of what we said was true. So any, yeah, look into that camera anyone, and tell them. Anyone on earth, everyone on earth is on our side right now. Yeah. You wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have done that. So, right? And I'm not saying that women owe us anything, but you know what you were doing. Yeah. Right. You so absolutely so if so if Cassio and Corey stole your shoes, comment. We Please. want to, we yeah. want to comment. No, but seriously, like, could you imagine the the like looking back on it now? Those those girls were rubbing on you, and the guys were over in the corner going, "Oh yeah, look at them taking the." I bait. think they left. I think they left the, the comedy club to get drugs or something. Yeah, didn't give us any of them. So, wow. Yeah, by the way, they could have sweet, but, but they were not there when we got there. They were for sure not. Those girls were in line. So the rubbing yeah. stopped about the time that they showed back up. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we were vapor. That, they yeah. didn't, that's why they didn't even know we were sitting there, Stealing back at shoes. the table with their fucking shoes, and we're going. Well, we're out. We're out. Those assholes are probably like, we're going to get drugs, but while we're gone, why don't you flirt with somebody and get your 
shit paid for. Yeah, you that's know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, some hundred percent. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure. buying I'm buying the worst cocaine you've ever had in your life, but it's still expensive. You yeah, because those dudes were like, oh yeah, great show. Yeah, <laughs> doing the shots. It was I'm pretty amazing. sure those those guys were the winners of that. Yeah. That whole yes. situation, the guys were the winners. And Their that, girl, and no, that no, was no, the no. guy from Twin Flames. They had, to go buy him, they had to go buy him new shoes Monday. Not That's right. What are you talking about? They're still going to Harvey's now looking in the lost and found box for those shoes to this day. Hey, they're looking, waiting on our names to come back through there. That's right. And some bitches come through. I'm coming to get my shoes. And I know that they think we haven't come back because we didn't make it in comedy when the reality is, is that we're both doing way better than having to go to Harvey's anymore. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, again, Harvey. I, you see this? I loved it. We yes. loved it, but you know what was going on. No, right? it's a you guys as bands know that it's a club you got to play on the way up. Yeah. You have to play this club on the way up. It's yeah. a C room. It's it's yeah. It's 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 the first room a lot of people headline. It's the first room a lot of people feature. It's it's a room where you can get your friend. Like to me, that was a big deal. It was an go, important room. I'm bringing my dude because again. I'm not making any hardly any money. Yeah. And now Corey's coming. He ain't going to make any money. But if he's coming with me, and now we're splitting the ride together, and now we're hanging out together, at least you go, again, I'm hanging with my dudes here. How yeah. many how many years into comedy were you when you got that gig? That has probably, how long ago was that, you think? That was 10, no, more than 10 years ago. Way more than 10 years. Shit, yeah, man. Yeah, a long time. I dude. mean, I maybe had been doing it five years. I don't know. Maybe. Like I, because I'm 20. This year, I just turned 36, so I'm about to be in my 20th year of doing I've, stand-up. And so, yeah, probably five or six years in. But, you know, as you were saying earlier, like five or six years in, I was like, well, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was yeah. a veteran, dude. Like I, at 20 years in. I can in, see how you would think that, too. But, huh? but I'm saying like now, like it, now at 20 years in I don't feel like that I still feel like yeah I've only been I've only been in a couple decades like I yes. still got a lot because like being a comic it's like man you really don't like doing stand up is like a diesel truck like you don't even break it in till 300,000 miles you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so what you're saying is is David you should be doing that's, Harvey's about the time you're 65 yeah that's, right. that's what I'm thinking that's like, right that's so crazy my but People say you got more perspective on life starting at forty seven. Well, that like, is true. That's a hundred percent true. Because it? when I started at sixteen, I didn't no I, shit about I didn't the know world. I didn't know anything about the world. So, so what it, about high school guys? So, yeah, exactly. So but the only so like it took me, you know, seven eight years to really find my voice, which that's normal anyways, taking seven years to find your voice. But like what the benefit was, it's like, man, I wish I'd have started later because at least I would have had something to say. But the benefit was though. But when I did find out what I wanted to say, I had eight years of stage presence experience, so right. I was able to immediately start saying it good. Because, like, dude, a lot of the bits that I do right now, um, if a professional was not doing them, you could fuck them up and they could sound pretty bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if I if I had my ideas right now, like, oh, I really want to do this, uh, I really want to do this bit about gays in the military or whatever. If I j trying to do that, just starting comedy, like, you you really need to be a surgeon with those things. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm glad <laughs> I got it all all the dumb shit out of the way, and then as soon as I decided to talk about important stuff, at least I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I see I see comics with these mics take big swings right out of the gate, and I'm like. You got to hold people's hand in the audience and walk them down to that. Get them to trust yeah. you first, and they just come out of the gate. Abortion! I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't even like you don't and, start but a I, set. With but I could, like, yeah, yeah, I but, could 100 percent do yeah, that. But I'm but, talking about open mic. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure, 100 percent, dude. Like, you save all that for when you know what you're doing, right? I tell people all the time that it's like it's a funny subject matter, but trust me, you have to have years in the business 
to like be able to navigate well, that. Well, it's not just that. What what you just said, it's funny subject matter. It's a like a lot of the open micers, they think they have jokes, but really what they have is premises. They've got like 15 premises and they're like, I got this joke and this joke and this joke. And I'm like, no, you have three premises. You didn't write. You just explained what the joke could be. Now you got to write the joke. Yeah. Like you need to spend more time on making that premise into a joke before you ever think about I've got 15 jokes. Yeah, you know what you I gotta mean? You got to be a wordsmith about it. Too, right. Buddy. It's, it's all about delivery and pauses and all that stuff means a shitload. Oh, we're brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're, no, no, <laughs> we're not. I'll quit sucking your dick. No, we're <laughs> no, 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 no. Matter of fact, I'm firmly against I'm, that. People that are like, oh, comedians, y'all are the last bastion of free speech. Y'all are philosophers. I'm like, we are fucking dipshits who have huge <laughs> egos who love it when you say that sometimes but also like don't put that on me you know what i mean how many minutes were you doing at that time when when you, were you like headlining and he or well, no harvey's you, yeah yeah harvey's yeah he probably it was probably like 20 and 50 or something like 20 that. and 50 20, yeah 40, 45 something like that and then Ish. which that got me in the door to then you know harvey liked me and i got to headline there and yeah. like that was actually the first time i ever did a 90 minute show uh was when no, i was harvey? headlining yeah he just let me go because like at, I, I was there for two nights or whatever and i told him i was like oh first show i'm gonna do uh, i've got i'm working on a lot of material so first show i'm gonna do this and then the next show I'm gonna do this, and he goes well the late show there's nobody coming out just do all your shit and i was like really i was like i think i got 90 minutes and sure as shit i did i've never been more proud in my life Guarantee you, if I had a videotape of oh, that, you'd set, be mortified. Mortified. <laughs> mortified. Now, now I no. I, Pull it up. I know people were laughing. I know people were laughing. But like, dude, in my mind, just the fact that I got to ninety minutes because like crossed the finish line, dude. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm it. I am it. And I guarantee you, it was the dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life. South Street, Jackson. That's it. Yep, South Street. Baldo's, that restaurant was good as shit. It was great. That mushroom ravioli, son. I think about it all the time. <laughs> mushroom ravioli. Bro. Bro. That was the deal. You got to, again, comics. Uh, by the way, you get, you get food at the Italian place. Okay, in. I'm in. Yep. Consider oh, yeah. me in, man. Food Spend all my money on shots. So. Yes. <laughs> That means that's about, I got more money to spend on girls at the club next door. What a racket that is. By the way, we just paid you cash. You get in free at our nightclub next door. Okay. It's like Here's a casino track. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Never cash your check in a casino because no, they'll always it. do it for you. Done I mean, it. Yep. I'm sure you have. Done it. So you've been at, you've been at Zany's all weekend? Nashville? All weekend, yeah. Yeah, we do our, uh, I tour, like I said, I tour with Trey Crowder and Drew Morgan occasionally. We're not together all the time now because we've all since had kids and stuff. But every year, uh, th either the week before Christmas or two weeks before Christmas, we have a residency at Zany's. We do our like homecoming shows because they live in L.A., but they're from Tennessee. So it's like, all right, we have to come home to see the family anyways. We may as well get paid, paid. you know what I'm saying, and then right. see everybody. So, uh yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm uh, running on fumes and drugs right now, but uh, we're making it. You know what I mean? We did half shows and we're running on fumes and drugs. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was wonderful, man. It was it was fun doing the whole. You know, Thursday. That's the the comics work week Thursday through Saturday, and I'm like, shoot, well, I'll tell you what, time for me to take off. You know what I mean? Well, I think you're a, magi a, magi a magician. That the fact that you're able to be best friends with Cassio and I never met you—that's like incredible. That's well, the in the comic world, some of your best comic friends—it's a good thing you don't see them. That means you're both headlining at different clubs. Of that course, means you're all traveling. Yeah, we You'll don't see each other as much as we wish we could, or we think we do. You right. talk, and you, especially now, you know, you see everybody on the internet. But you know, back then it would be, man. 
we're crossing paths and we're hanging and hanging. I mean, that's a rare thing. You and Trey and Drew yeah. traveling as long as you have together, being friends. I mean, that's very rare. It is, and it's a blessing. And like, because, you know, having to do it, like, that's why you said when me and you travel together, not only is it like splitting gas or whatever, it's just like having a person I know on the yeah. road yeah. makes it so much less depressing. Yeah. And like, yeah, dude, being with them, like, it's, you know, and obviously we've fought like little schoolgirls. Sure. But at the same time, I would much rather fight like schoolgirls with them than be out there by myself, you know, like, God, I hope this opener's good or, yep. you know, that the uh, condos mayonnaise isn't full of cum or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so weird that I've really started doing comedy just so I could get time with Cassie. I thought you, I, really I, pathetic. I thought you were saying I started doing comedy because I wanted the cum mayonnaise. <laughs> That's why everybody gets in. No, I've never been put up in what's, it. What's the worst... Speaking of cum mayonnaise, what's the worst uh, <laughs> prank you've ever heard at a comedy house or you've seen? The worst one. I, I heard a guy say that that uh, it was a it was a comedy house that had the um, you know the the refillable shampoo deal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they put nair in it. <laughs> no, that, I heard that one. No, but he would he would come in it. <laughs> okay, well you know what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I mean that's kind of better than Nair because like the Nair will actually do something make you bald if you get coming. He would ne- you're never gonna know you got cum in your hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, he told it to me and I was like laughing. Then went, boy, I've stayed there though. Now right. I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. I've heard that they put Nair in the shampoo. The obviously they jerk off on everything. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh yeah, they would uh, they would piss in the they would leave a bottle of whiskey or something and piss in it. And uh, also, I heard one that was um, this dude. I can't remember. I I feel like rest his soul. I feel like they said it was Ralphie May, but I don't believe it from a logistics standpoint. And you'll understand what I mean. Is that someone spent the whole week shitting in the back of the toilet? Oh, upper decker, uh, upper deckers, and yeah. I'm like, Ralphie May literally could not have gotten no, his ass right. up there. Yeah. Uh, but somebody did that, and I was like, well, that's a prank you're pulling on the club, and now they're not going to book you right. anymore." You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah dude, you're God. not supposed to shit in the back. I thought that's where you're supposed to shit. What is there a lot of uh, pranks on band houses? <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah they do yeah they do all kinds of dumb shit. <laughs> There's a, that, uh, give me one. Guys. Give me one. That, you that you stay in Alaska for a month at a time. Oh. I know. So like, <laughs> same Too stupid many. shit. I'm trying to think of like you're in Alaska for a month at a time, like doing a residency or something. Yeah, like more or less. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Let's go back to the shoe story. <laughs> <laughs> Rename. We're we're not going to name any names. I think I know this story. Nah, I've never told this. I think. You oh yeah. <laughs> so. World exclusive. I was in this band that some of you probably know. Yeah. And uh it was me and three band members. We had two houses. And it was wintertime, it was February. You know, we would take our uh you know snowboards up there. Snowboard. Mm-hmm. And um Is it dark as fuck? It is 24 hours? Not 24. This is in Anchorage, okay. Alaska. But um so we'd prop our snowboards up in the house or whatever, right by where you'd put your shoes at when you come in. Cause it's, you know, snow, you take your shoes off. You don't want to track in all the water and all that bullshit. So, well, obviously certain people, you know, hook up or whatever. And me, I was just the stoner partier guy, metalhead, married, didn't hook up or anything. And I'm high as hell. And I'm just like, I see all these women, like, you know, Han Solo shoes. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Is that Birkenstocks? Yeah. So, so I take them and I put like 
one pair, like, or you take a pair, you take one of the shoe, and I'd put them in the snowboards. And I'm just high as hell. I'm like, this is funny. Whatever, I go to bed. I wake up the next day, and these females are leaving, and um, they leave without the one shoe. They're all in the snowboards. I'm like, they're taking a cab, and they got, they got like <laughs> one, there's one boot on and not on the other. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I forgot I did that. And I'm like, this is bizarre, you know? And then I look over there, and I'm like, there's her goddamn shoes right there, boots. So, <laughs> so they didn't even have to they look. No, no, they were just and left. And there they were. They, and they stayed there the whole rest of the time we were there. I left no them shit. in. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of left but, shoes. Yeah, it's not a prank. Kind of, but I mean, we had a yeah. You remember Club La Vila and Spinnaker back? Oh then? my God, do I ever! So, Lord uh, Jesus Christ! Our singer at the time uh, got um, got crabs just from slipping. He didn't even hook up. He was like, uh, "This is the worst ever." I got crabs and I didn't hook up with any guy. Oh, yeah. no, got them from at the Club La Vila. They give you crabs instead of a stamp on your hand. <laughs> yeah. That was actually how that so worked. Get back in. Yeah. Black light. Oh, let, me see, let me see your dick. You're in. Yeah. Dude, listen to this story. It's 19, probably 96. I was in this band called Pull. It was a heavy as fuck. Pull. Yeah. Pull, yeah. And we toured around, and our singer at the time, I mean, he, we were at soundcheck, and his nuts are itching. He's like, man, dude. He goes, I, man, I, I got to go back to the room. I'm like, all right, cool. Mind you, we don't shower. We're a metal band. We can't afford them. Of course. We have one hotel room. So he goes in, and he, he always had a Zippo, right? So he smoked, always carries, always had lighter fluid, blah, blah, blah. And he's like going, he's like, these, my nuts are itching. So he goes, takes a shower, and like, still, and he's like, looks at lighter, lighter fluid and goes, flammable. It's got to kill things. Oh he, a true story, douses his nuts with it. My God. Oh, yep. this is pretty so, metal. It is so, yeah, metal. So, so he's doing it. He's like, it's got to kill it, you know? And he comes out and he's just like, skin is irritating, on fire. So he. Literally. Yeah. He, so Wait, he, did he zip out or just put the flammable on there? He put the lighter fluid. And then, he thought it was going to kill whatever was itching. So. But you got to light it. <laughs> ain't, we ain't that cool. So, we ain't that metal. So he, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, um, so he lays on the bed, and I had Noxzema with me. So he's going through all my shit, and I'm at the club doing soundcheck. So he's putting his Noxzema all over his balls. He says it's like steaming or whatever and all that. So he finally comes back. Right? He finally comes back. I go, dude, what the fuck? Are you all right? And he goes, man, dude, I thought I had crabs. I'm like, is that why you were like doing these? Like, yeah, I guess I put lighter fluid on it, man. <laughs> Dude, and all that. And, and he goes, I, it, it dawned on me. He's like, I haven't showered in a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was jockage. Right. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God. Easily it, curable by yeah, shower. Yeah, but you know, we're idiots. It's funny so, to yeah. think about him lighting his nuts on fire, thinking that's the most metal thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> and then two days later, hearing, hey, did you hear that Gigi Allen just drank diarrhea out of a funnel right. on stage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even his yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> How do you yeah. know about Gigi Allen? That's great. Right. Because uh, he often drank diarrhea. You yeah. hear about stuff. <laughs> I know he threw it at the audience. Yeah. I never knew yeah. he drank it. Ugh. That's that's crazy as shit. Yeah. There's a documentary on him, isn't there? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. There's definitely something wrong with comedians and musicians. <laughs> For certain. There's a lot. A lot. A lot wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of parallel touring life. Well, uh, I'm going to take us to the next story. Okay. Uh, and I don't know where you would like to start. but Okay. Um, also, uh, a, a gentleman that used to hang around with us um, in the Chattanooga area is 
is a gentleman named Wade Cardwell. Shout out, Wade. And he will love this. He will find this, and he will love every second He's the of only it. human being that could have said about him what we're about to say and go, hell yeah. <laughs> I've heard about this guy. Have you talked about him to me before? Yeah, he's yeah. been on my. He was on my other pod. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had him on because he's fantastic. Um, but Corey was in the car for this entire ride, which is one of the greatest to me comedy rides I've ever had of all time. And let me set Wade up just a little yeah. bit. You mentioned the Giggles Grill earlier. That was the B room at the Comedy Catch. Wade emceed that room and was the booker. And so it was important for me as a young comedian to have a relationship with this who I know now to be a goddamn lunatic <laughs> because he's booking the room. And I'll try to make this the short version, but when I first started doing that room, uh, my g- grandmother, who I hate and is the biggest bitch ever. Um, <laughs> is she still with us? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Oh, my and God. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you knew her at this time, uh, she was never there for me or my family in our early life. And as soon as she found out that I was going to be a comedian, I don't know if it was dollar Here she signs. Comes. Yeah, Here and, she I, comes. and I don't know if it was dollar. It, was, it wasn't necessarily dollar signs. It's that she's a tragic drunk and knew that she could get free margaritas and like you know yeah. suck some bar dude's dick because she's also a whore. <laughs> I forgot to mention that she's a, a lousy, good for nothing whore. I forgot to bring that up. Anyways. Do you have to see her at Christmas, dude? No, I do not. Uh, absolutely not. Unless she's dead and I just go there to make sure she is. Uh, wow. so that would be the greatest Christmas of all time. Okay. So, so she starts just bumming around. And I'm like, I don't really want her there, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm not a, a dick. I'm not going to get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. So yeah, I'm you're not, not a, a dick. dick. You're, you're all not wow. assaulting her right now verbally. Yeah, I'm this not was a then. Dick. This was then. Well, you know, she threw my mother out when she was three, so I don't really give a shit. Uh, but anyways, as we uh, continue this therapy yeah, session, yeah. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, guys. Anyways, I'm not carrying it with me. She's she's coming to the club, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Well, around this time. I'm Wade, and he knows this. I had perceived it that he had fucked me out of some money that I was owed for helping him book this thing or whatever. And uh, I, 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 and I was kind of mad at him, but I couldn't really say anything because I didn't want to lose my spot or whatever. But in my mind, he had like fucked me over, and I was like. I need to, I don't, and I'm hating her because she's there embarrassing me all the time. Sure. And I'm like, I'm going to get back at both of them. And in my brain, I hatched up. I go, you know what would be the best way to get back at both of them? I'm going to hook them up. And so he starts fucking my grandmother. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. Shit. And, uh, oh, stop. How, how, how's, how's Wade at this time, probably? Wade at that time was probably 40. I know he looked 40. 70. He looked 70. He was probably 45. Five at that time, Your maybe. Grandmother is. Grandmother would have been at the time sixty. No, she was firmly seventy something by that okay. time. Uh, he also he's this big old dude. He looks like if Jackie Gleason had invented fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the best way to describe him. And he talks like this. Got a big old booming voice. Hi, I've I'm heard. Wade, I know about. I'm this Wade guy. Cardwell. I'm here to tell jokes, sell smokes, and fuck your grandma. How's it going? <laughs> That's a new one I just added to my repertoire. So, uh, so I yeah, and so they they start hooking up, and like still to this day, they are kind of ruining each other's lives. So. Like, 
like I did successfully get back at him. So anyways, I love Wade. He's great. Uh, my grandmother, not so much. But then Wade starts, uh, he's going to go on the road with us. Matt calls me and he's like, I'm going to Myrtle Beach. You in? And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> That's his impression of me. And, uh, and, it's y'all wondering. It's like Mark Lindsay's and, and And please take over from here right now. So, yeah, so we're going to Myrtle Beach. I said, Corey, we're trying to get Corey into the club. So Corey, you want to come feature for me? Yes. So Wade hears about it. Hey. He does the better way. Hey, he, hey, I, I just want to ride with you because I got a lady I'm fucking 30 minutes away. All y'all got to do is drop me off. You won't even see me for six days. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. True story. He goes, I'll ride up. I'll help pay for gas. All you got to do is drop me at my girl's house. And when y'all are on your way out of town, come pick me up. And we're like, Wade, we, we're trying to make it in this club. We cannot have you fucking acting an ass. Right. He's like, you know, you don't want to do anything like that, but just, we might come out like one of the nights to see the show, but just, I promise you won't have to deal with him. We're like, dude, we're, we're in a, we know he's a liability. We're in a two bedroom comedy house. There's no room for you. Like, don't be going over there. And like first night in, you got to stay with us. You're gone, man. You are a ghost. He's like, got it. You won't even know I'm there. So I got. Jerry Barksia, my little Chewini dog, yeah. who's that's true. Long story short, he's like a grenade with the pin pulled. Okay, that's right. <laughs> he's the sweetest dog ever. For no reason, he would have a Vietnam flashback and just go <laughs> and just bite you for no reason. Me, you, owners, in the face, in the arm. What he would like come cuddle with you. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're the greatest. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, like, like it was just and so I would have to give the warning. Because he looked like the cutest dog ever, would act like it. And I go, at some point, he's going to bite you. Just get ready. <laughs> like, just know that. If you get close enough for him to bite you, at some point, he will. And the rest <laughs> of the time, he's going to be awesome. And everybody would know that going in. And I go, well, look, I'm a single comic. Uh, I'm crashing with my parents while until I figure it out. I'm just coming back from L.A., you know, and I'm trying to do this. So I'm like, I'm taking my dog with me. It's a, ba- it's a comedy house, so I get a chance to take my dog. Fuck it. So... They're, of course, like, yeah, okay, fine. So we get there. Now, Wade, again, what's Wade? 6'4"? Like, he's a large. Uh, he's not 6'4". He's 6'4 this way, or he was at that time. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's probably about 6'2". He's, probably about six two, six, he's a yeah, he's, large human. Yeah, he's Just, a big old guy. And and for some he shows up, and he's in the back of my little Honda Civic. Uh, drunk as a motherfucker already. <laughs> at like 7 a.m. At the pickup point? 7 a.m. Yeah. He's 7 a. a bottle of vodka in. Chattanooga, oh, pouring sweat. Uh, he's already white as a ghost because he's drinking and probably on some other stuff. So we leave Chattanooga. And we're having a good time. We're 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 in that early, like we're joking. This is going to be uh, a we, fun Yeah, week. we should point out that like, Unironically, too, he's just—he's uh, hilarious. Like he's a—he's a lunatic. He is one of the funnest hangs you will yeah, ever period. be with in your life. If he sat right here, we'd have the time of our life. We need to probably get him in here. Yeah, so, we definitely do. He so we're we're on that early stage of we're sitting in and we're catching up. You know, again, we hadn't seen each other. This is all us getting a hang and what's been going on. And so by the time we get right around that Six Flags area on I twenty in Atlanta, where you're going, we're about to get in some rough exits. Yeah. Uh, we're like, I got to get gas. Let me go ahead and knock this out so we can get through Atlanta. But it was still real shady, oh, real yeah. shady exit. And so we pull up in there. I park. Wade sees this as an opportunity, 
right? We see a shady exit as like, okay, we need to get in, Make get out, quick. let's not yeah. get stabbed. And he, all of a sudden, the wheels start moving. We pull up, and Wade goes, I go, all right. Uh, Corey's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll pop gas. I'll get gas. I'll get this round of gas. I said, I'm going to go in. I'm going to get snacks or anything. Do y'all want anything? And they're like, you know, I'll take Coke or whatever, snack, Reese's, whatever. So Wade goes, I'm going to go see if I can buy some crack. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, this is us. We're like, and, and get in your car with it. Yeah. He, but we're like, oh, okay, good, good. And so we're walking and I'm walking to the front. Corey's pumping gas. Wade walks up to this black man by the ice machine and I hear, hey, you got any crack? <laughs> and I went, oh, that's a that's real, real, this is real. <laughs> oh, it's real. And so I just like, bling, I will go in the store real fast. I'm like, I don't want to be involved in the crack deal. Because by the way, the guy's not a crack dealer. Right. He was he just, just a black the guy. First black guy. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> Very rude. What? He's like, you got any crack? And he goes, no. Why? And he goes, oh, well, I need crack. You know anybody that's got crack? And then we're like, what does like, your brother do? Yeah. So, <laughs> just total racist. Just dude. a black so, guy. I'm I'm standing uh, in line with snacks. I can see Corey pumping gas, and he keeps his he can he can see me in the store. And Wade is over here. I can't see any going. He's going. <laughs> it's just chaos, and he's dying laughing. And he's like, "Hurry up, we got to get out of here, right?" So I wrap up. I come out, and I'm Wade's still over there. He's talking to another guy, and I'm like. Wade, we're leaving right now. Get in the car. He goes, hold up. I've almost got some. And I'm like, no. You're fucking up the deal. Yeah, I'm like, when I get to the vehicle, it's leaving. So you need to be in the vehicle because I'm not waiting around. Is that the only way you can talk to him? Like, you have to yes. be you ha- Yes, yeah. yes, yes, dude. You cannot give him Wiggle any, room at all. No, yeah. it's, listen, this is what we're doing, and you and better I get on. But, yeah. yes. I will leave you. There's it's no- a five-year-old toddler. You have yeah. to be like, get in this damn car right now. <laughs> And so we get in. Because like, he'll fuck around and buy a timeshare while you're waiting <laughs> in line at McDonald's. He will. He's actually my twin flame, I was told. That's right. Me. Yeah. So we get back in the car. He's like, man, I almost had something. He he knew a guy. And then we're like, all right. So By the way, he's saying this as if me and Matt are going to be like, hell yeah, we got yeah. some crack. None of us wanted crack. Like, yeah, right, that wasn't of the, course. The, the, the goal wasn't crack. So I get... My Doritos and Reese's and a Diet Coke. There was some more, but Corey's got I understand some... editing it for time. Corey, <laughs> no, please ch- chime in. Oh, n- no, I meant more snacks that yeah, you got. You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're I, shaving off. Yeah. Of I got my standard. Corey is his standard. Wade has uh, a two liter of Coke. That's right. Uh, he's got a two boxes of Fig Newtons. Uh-huh. Uh, and some more stuff, but I for sure remember that, right? So he he's got enough that looks like an old man going to feed the ducks. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. just a bag and, of shit, and everything's in bulk. There's yeah. not a regular bag of Doritos. Right. It's the full bag. Right. It's a two liter. Yep. And he's making mixed drinks in the back that I didn't know he had going. Like he's got a bar set up. We're going down the road, and he's making mixed drinks. I'm like, dude, and he's like, hey, what's protocol if we get pulled over? And I'm like, what What do you mean? And he goes, well, I got felonies back here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going down for every, every one of them. <laughs> yeah. There's no felonies in the front seat. So just so you know, I will rat you out faster than anything. He goes, 
I just needed to know the protocol. Yeah, right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Tell me yeah. what a piece of shit I'll, you are. I'll He's take like, a dive. Yeah, because that's why I'm asking. We just need rules. And I'm like, there's the rules. Whatever you brung is what you're going down with. And, uh, and so we're sitting there. And <laughs> now, Jerry is in this little travel crate that I got. And we got like stuff stacked on top of it. But he can see out. And that's his little... Container, you the know. dog for anybody uh, just joining us. <laughs> oh, no, he's the guy we found at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jerry the dog is in his crate this whole time in the back seat, right? So we're driving down the interstate, and I hear Wade. He goes, "Hey man, I love your dog, man." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, he's you know, he'll turn on. Got to watch out. <laughs> yeah. Don't. That's why he's in his crate, dude. You never know what he's gonna do." He goes, "Oh, he's been riding with me," and I'm like, "What?" And he goes. Yeah, this son bitch loves Fig Newtons. <laughs> I look back and Jerry's sitting up like a man in the seat beside him, you know, with legs out, like just sitting straight up. <laughs> hey, and Wade's jerking his dick. He's got jerking a full red rocket. Jerking. He's got his dick out. He's jerking the dog the dog dog off. Dog's he's dick. jerking the dog yeah, off while feeding him but Fig Newton. He's sitting beside him like this, and he's just stroking him with his red rocket out, and he, he's got a Fig Newton, and he'll reach over, and Jerry's like... <laughs> so Jerry is getting jerked off, getting fed Fig Newtons, and he goes, man, I don't know why you say he's such a mean dog. No, I never jerked him off. And then Cassie... <laughs> 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 maybe maybe you're showing then, me something. And then, and then Casio says one of the funniest things I've ever heard, which was, "Hey, quit giving my dog fig newtons and jacking it off." <laughs> and and hold on, and that that is that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It was followed by the single funniest thing I've ever heard in context when Wade goes, "Oh, he loves it." <laughs> oh shit! No shit! Of course he does. God damn it, Wade. Jack me off and feed me fig news. Who wouldn't love that? So we're like, I bet you thought the crack part was the was the story. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I bet you did. And you might think the dog part is the story. We haven't got to the story. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a good part. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid part. So that just set the tone for the ride over. We get to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We drop him off. We're like, first of all, me and Corey, every time we stop, we're taking bets on what this girl is going to look like who mm-hmm. has oh, yeah. invited him up to Myrtle Beach. Struck match, I bet. Yeah, we're like, man, this this is going to be bad, man. It's Corey's grandmother. So we, Swamp yeah. donkey. <laughs> so we're like, man, I can't believe. So we pull up this super nice old south. Oh, yeah. Plantation type house. Yeah, like nice beach as house. You know, beach house. Yeah. Like just off the beach, but super nice. And this banging hot girl comes walking out. I mean, it, she's in her 40s. And is smoking hot. Yeah. Especially for Wade. And we're going. This is her parole officer. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. We pull up, we're like, wait, who is this? Is this the caretaker for whoever you're going to yeah. see? Right, yeah. And she, he's like, no, that's my girl, man. And we're like, oh, okay. And he's like, all right, we'll see y'all when we leave. I might call y'all if I get up there like Friday night or whatever. We come to the show. Will you put me on the list? We're like, yeah, of course. Now we're like, we kind of want to engage with her. Right, of course. See what's going on. See what's wrong with her. Yeah, like, what's <laughs> Cause happening? Because you know again, you find it. Because again, we have just seen this man attempt to buy crack <laughs> from a regular person and feed a dog Fig Newtons whilst 
jacking him off. So it would have been, and, and with Wade, it would have been shocking without all of that yeah. to see him with this woman. Yeah. Right. So we, we drop him off. We don't hear from him. He hits us up Friday night, and he's like, hey, we're going to come out to the show. Can you post on the list? Yep, take care of you. They show up. They have a great time. She seems normal. And we're like, this is bizarro world. Crazy. We can't wait to hear about it. Is he normal around her, or is he the same way that's riding with y'all? Well, I mean, we he's not him. jacking dogs off. But, Wade, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but here's the thing about Wade. Uh, he's got one speed. You know yeah. what I mean? He's still this guy. Full you know throttle. what I mean? Yeah, so when his eyes are open, he's yeah, Wade. He's There's Wade. no one off. It's no, Wade. It's Wade. And so then we wake up on the day. It's we're, we're going home on Sunday. So yeah, we do two shows Saturday night. So you head home Sunday. Now look, we're, we don't. None of us have real jobs. We don't have to be back at a certain time. So we have a free band house. So the name of that game is sleep as long as you yep. want to. Sure. Maybe till they kick you out. Oh, till they, definitely till yeah. they kick you out. So our plan is Sunday recover from the weekend. We've mm -hmm. been partying. We've been going hard for. We five got days. so much groceries. Yes, and so we, we it's like seven a.m. and Wade's blowing our phone up. When you coming to get me? I don't know, man. I mean, I just got up to pee and just saw you missed calls from you. He goes, you got to come get me, and we're like. We'll be there. We'll just let us chill out. It ain't even breakfast yet. He goes, No, we're we're leaving by breakfast. We're like, no, no, no. And he's now Corey comes out. Hey, is is Wade blowing you up? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck you, man. We're going back to bed. We pass out. Now it's noon. We wake up to 27 more Miss Scott. Where y'all got? We gotta come get me. Gotta come get. Me. So we're finally like, all right. So we're pissed. We're leaving earlier than we're supposed to be. And yeah. we're getting in the car. Now we're hurrying over there. We get over there, and that some bitch is in the driveway, bags packed, ready to go. Looks like worked over shit too, and has been obviously since the seven a.m. phone call. Probably, yeah. So he gets in. And we're like, we're like, what are you doing, dude? He goes, just drive, <laughs> just drive, man. We got to go. And we're we're like, what could have possibly happened? Yeah, that we got a six hour drive. You're gonna tell us that would phase this man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? That's pretty awesome. This is the best part, man. So, I think that it should have been noted earlier, but I'm fine that it wasn't. Yeah. That uh, one of the reasons that Wade was so attracted to this woman and so anxious to get up to Myrtle Beach is because, and I believe, and I quote, you just know she likes it in the ass. <laughs> and we're like... We're like, how do you know that? He's like, you know, she does. And we're like, well, you haven't yet? And he goes, oh, no, nothing's happened. He said, nothing's happened, but I could tell she wants in the ass on this trip. That's what he is selling us on this whole trip. And knowing what she looks like, y'all are shocked at that news? Yeah, but we didn't know that going up. That's why we're like, what's We're happened? shocked that she would stand next to him in line at a McDonald's. <laughs> right. We're shocked at everything. <laughs> So, anyways, Wade's in the car, and we're like, well, we got to hear this. And so, anyways, Wade was talking about how they'd had a great week or whatever. They'd done all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. And um, I need you to tell it. So, I, I like the way you tell it better. So, he, he announces that they did the regular hookup, and for days he was going... I can tell you want it in that butt. <laughs> you want it in the you ass. Want it in the ass. And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I have zero interest. And he's like, no. 
I can tell you I've been a vibe. I'd say, you know, but, and so apparently he's pitching it all week. She's turning it down all week. He goes, well, last night. <laughs> she finally told me. She, she said, said, all right, Wade. She said, you can, was it you can fuck me in the ass, but I have to fuck you in the ass first. And we're like, oh my God, I can't, that's solid logic by her to right, get, right, shut this yeah, down. Yeah. Good goes, on her. He goes, so we loaded up and went to the adult store. <laughs> and we're like, wait, wait, oh. what? You're doing? And he goes, I told her, I've only got one rule. It can't be bigger than mine. <laughs> That's the exact quote he said. We're going to pick one out, but the only rule is it can't be bigger than mine. So we're like. So that means uh, he has to pull it out in the book. Well, she's already seen it, I guess. Right. So oh, yeah. they have to go to the adult store. They pick out a strap on that his size. They go back, and I'm like, me and him's like, all right, so, but that's where you bailed, right? Right. Like, I know that was a funny story. And, and for the record, we're both very open minded. If that's what you're into, right. obviously that's good. But at the time, it, the, the thought of my male buddy taking it in the ass was just, what do you mean? Like, is, is this a bit? Are you doing a bit right? Wade, like Especially Wade. Wade. Yeah, right. Yeah, my like, man Wade. jacks off dogs. He don't take yeah, he's not man, a bottom. He's not gross. Yeah. He ain't taking the ass. Then you'll go to hell when you die. That's right. what we were always told. So we're asking him, we're like, we're like, so, so what happened? And he goes, well, we get in there. And I'm like, and? And he goes, and I mean, I assume the position. And I was like, does that mean legs up like a baby? Getting or the stopper changed? Yeah, yeah. Or you turned over? What you weren't riding her. Right. We know you weren't riding her. Yeah, and she'd he, be dead right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, no, I turned over and put my ass in the air. And we're like, wow, what a and? look. What we're a rough like, look for him. <laughs> we're like waiting on the, the shoe to drop to go, you know, couldn't go I through. I got you. Yeah. He goes... Well, she just started giving it to me. Like, I'm trying to drive. Like we're in the, we're both in the front, and he's in the back with Jerry. Jerry's waiting on his yeah. damn. But he goes, "How about a hand job?" Jerry's for that. And and Corey goes, "Wait, I gotta ask. How long does that go?" And he goes, "Well, right in the middle of her hammering me out, I finally looked at her and said, hey. You need to stop before I get embarrassed. <laughs> wow. She just kept going, and I finally was like, you're going to need to stop before I get... Oh, he's not embarrassed before any of this. <laughs> Which means the moment hit while he's having his girlfriend Pagan. give it to him, right. he's going... I'm about to come. <laughs> I want my turn. So we get, we get through and I'm like, man, that's a crazy story. And we're driving and Corey goes, well, wait, I got to ask. Did you turn around and then give it to her? He goes, no, we were done after that. <laughs> we were done. And, uh, I just felt like I needed to leave. <laughs> they didn't talk after that. That was the end of the. That was the wow. end of them talking. That was when wow. he immediately went outside and goes, "I got to get out of this house." So all of y'all. that, all of that, all week, all that work, only to get half fucked in the ass and leave. 
But he had vaginal sex with her earlier in the week, right? I'm sure he had. Sure. Yeah, Maybe. why not? Maybe. Why not? I, that's Dude, not the ending yeah, of that story. Well, right. There's no way that the first thing they did right. was her drilling him with something they bought. That'd be a wild thing. You usually work up to that. You know, kiss a little, maybe. But it is way. It is way. We don't know. Jeff, can we get this guy on the podcast? We'll, we'll work got, on nah, it. Man, and by it, the way, I'll, easy. I, and if you do, I know what's going to happen. I'll have to be the one that drives him down here because <laughs> right. he's not going to be able to <laughs> no, make it. No, that's great. So. I want you to. Because he's yeah. got felonies. Yeah. yeah. He does, yeah. Got, Still got felonies? Yeah. By the way, he'll and tell he'll, you the story he will, he will end up ruining the last, you know, remaining guardrail that exists around here if he drives himself. <laughs> I, you don't put a dog near him. Tell him, look, we're on YouTube. We can't have you jerking <laughs> up. Get us yanking off the channel. I think once you get felonies, you keep them. I don't think they go away. Now, yeah. No, but I'm saying he's carrying future felonies oh, at yeah, all I got, times. I got, yeah. I got, I got yeah. that. Now, there's more charges in his pockets yeah. at all times. Oh, he's got warrants right now. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. I, I figured that. Does he still live up in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's in the same old place, ba man. He's banned off social media every few weeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, I bet he is. I bet he's got some strong opinions on things. He sure does. And every, hot, some hot way, takes. Oh, super hot take. Hot. You know. The hottest. Yeah. And every time he comes back, he's also got a new job that he's pitching to you. That's right. Uh, he's DJing. He's had life insurance, I believe. Playing Santa. Selling uh, Santa. Oh, wow. Adjusting roofs. How terrifying. The kids are sitting on his lap and telling him what they want for Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ouch. Ouch. What? Yeah. Sweating. With felonies, he's allowed to do. Well, I don't. Well, I don't First think all, it's you, like a private. Game. Yeah, I don't think you have to have a license to be. It's Santa. not Bass Pro yeah. Shops. Yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. yeah, it's the Santa that jerks off dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's the Santa outside of a I bait mean, shop, not oh, you're Walmart. Saying, you're saying he's an alcoholic Santa, like all the other like ones. Like all yeah. the other. Yeah, he is that stereotypical. I love like we all think there's a high level of. Right. Right. You're, act, you're acting. You're acting like he's trying to get a job at a casino. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We could talk for hours, but my God. We didn't even get too much in your career. That's I just okay. hope, I just hope they watched you and enjoyed it. No, he's coming back down with Wade. We'll get into okay. the career. Okay. If yeah. But I know Wade's gonna steal the show, so there, there's no doubt. There, there is no doubt. <laughs> You're gonna have to time up with a ball gag to get anything out of you that he'll do it. He'll do <laughs> it. Well, look, as far as I'm concerned, doors open anytime you come through town. We can sit down and have fun because we got a thousand more stories to tell. Well, I appreciate it. I'm not that far away. Y'all just call you boy. Tell I mean, everybody where they can find you. Uh, by the way, this is this the first New York Times bestseller we've ever had? In the, in are the, you really? The old book, not the new one. <laughs> the new one's doing fine. It's doing good. It's doing good. It is doing good. It's on its way. Yeah, it's on its way. I do have a new book out called Round Here and Over Yonder. It's a travel guide. Uh, I, me and uh, Trey, my tour mate, we went and stayed in uh, Europe for three weeks and uh, wrote about that experience, also our experience living in the South and traveling to other parts of the country. Find me on all the social medias, Corey R. Forrester. Uh, and also for my Substack, where I do like full-length audio dramedies and stuff, yeah. uh, that's at bonuscorey.com. It's really cool. I'm uh, currently, I don't know when this drops, but probably after I've already done my, uh, you know, my new Christmas special that I'm putting on there. But a lot of cool things. Uh yeah, uh, so that's awesome. I, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, or parttimefunnyman.com. It also takes you there. I got a lot of domains. I get bored and just buy domains. Uh, he's a uh, he's a hit on Cameo. 
That's correct. Yeah, man. If you want a unique the gift, buttercream dream, the buttercream dream will do it. Tell your wife, uh, you know, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. Or, and I've done this several times. If you want to quit your job in a uh, very unique fashion, I will <laughs> write it for you. <laughs> I will cut a scathing uh, '80s and '90s style wrestling promo and tell that motherfucker where he can stick it. Uh, <laughs> That's such a good idea. I'll do it. That's great. His, uh, his alter ego, Buttercream Dream, uh, was on uh, MTV. The musical? It was the MTV uh, Movie Awards. Yeah, I got to, my friend Leslie Jones was hosting, and so she decided, hey, we need to kill five minutes. And, uh, <laughs> and so I got to go out there and, and, and do that whole thing. So, yeah, it was fun, fun time, man. I, I just, just the knowing him, and we, we talk about it all the time with other different stuff, just knowing him and going, seeing him when he goes, I got this idea for a character, and, you, you know, send some videos back and forth. Then start posting a couple of them online. Then Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live sees it and goes, I'm host of the MTV Movie Awards. Come do that character you do. And you're just like, That's great. She thought of you. You know what great. I mean? For like, sure. What are we doing? But it's also a testament to like anybody out there who is like in the comedy world, like put your shit out. Like if do your shit. Like nobody is. Uh, nobody, nobody's coming to give you something like, cause I, you know, I've had TV deals, you know, writing for ABC, the shows, you know, they ultimately didn't get picked up, but I got to write the pilot and there was a time where I was like, man, like, I, you know, nobody will put me on and yada, yada, yada. And then the pandemic happened and, uh, couldn't go on stage. And so I just started experimenting with some of these other ideas and like opening all these other creative things and, and just putting it out there. And ever since I did that, my career's been insanely better. So like, it was like, oh yeah, right, dude. You, the internet exists now. You don't have to be on TV. The whole world's yeah. TV. Do your shit. Yeah, there's and an audience sitting there waiting there, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like as entertainers, you know, musicians, comedians, whatever, we have more power than we ever have in our life. And like that really opened my eyes up to that of like, dude, when you've got an idea, because used to, dude, if I had the idea for the Buttercream Dream, I would have like talked to the people at Comedy Central. I want to do this as a sketch. And then when they were like, no, we're not doing that, I'd be like, well, that sucks. Yeah, you know I didn't I mean? even see it. Uh, yeah, and, heard and now it. it's just like, well, shit, man, my phone got a good camera on it, yep. you know? Let's do it and yeah. see what happens. And then all of a sudden, it's it's out there and all that. It's popping. So check it out. Corey Ryan Forrester, tour dates everywhere. You got your own podcast. Many yeah, different putting, on airs, uh, putting on airs with me and Trey Crowder, where two rednecks talk about fancy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, good, it's good shit. Uh, so check, putting on, look at it. Pinky's out, fellas. Pinky's That's right. out. Uh, Keep it clean. Look at look at episode eighty nine. Asian Festus fetus, fetus ghost and the making of Citizen Kane. So are you, you doing? What... Are you doing a bump of cocaine in that picture? What the hell was, was that? Was I? Uh, <laughs> Scroll back down. Look at that. It looks like a. Like yes, I a believe pump. that they've drawn me with a bump of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> or it might have. Or it might have been in one of the early episodes. We talked about how uh, that how old women in the South used to sniff tobacco. Oh, snuff, so it may have, it may be a little snuff thing. But you know what's funny is that I saw that and just went, "Yep," and didn't even think about it. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's our good buddy Doug Markham actually uh, did that. Did that? Uh, not Doug. Uh, Doug, Doug Halliday. Markham's a ref, Doug, yeah. Doug Halliday. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Too many Dugs. Too many Dugs. Doug yeah, Halliday's that's so a good. probably a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many Dugs. Did I run over on time? No, no, no we're you're good, good man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, it's us. good to finally meet you. Good to meet you, man. I'm his other best friend. It's good to finally. You know, yeah, I can't wait. find my third best friend. I was about yeah. to say, I can't wait to meet all the people that we should have already met. Know. You know what I mean? Oh, 
uh, y'all leave a comment, please. It helps our alg- algorithm, and we will see all of if, y'all next week. If you made the, it this far, yeah. leave a shoe emoji in the uh, yeah, comment. definitely yeah. put a shoe emoji. <laughs> I don't know if there's a fig Newton one, but you can try it. <laughs> put the little red lipstick yeah, or a rocket. The, yeah. yeah, the rocket. <laughs> Dog and the red lipstick. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll announce uh, Wade on the podcast soon. Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> and we'll see y'all next week.